Somebody asked Stephen King. Let's see if I can find it really quick. Stephen King has like 20 things coming out this year. Yeah, like five on Netflix alone. Right. Movies, books. Like he, Yeah, he's got so many things. Gerald's Game in 1922 on Netflix, It and the Dark Tower on the big screen, and then Mr. Mercedes on like one of those weird streaming channels of like AMC or somebody like that. And then I think maybe another thing or two. Vulture did an interview with him talking about what that's like to have so much of your stuff turned into movies. And they asked him basically something along the lines of, like, what do you think of it, you know? His response was, I love the movies. That's all I can tell you. I do. Even the worst movie I ever saw was f***ing terrific. (laughs) 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 And I like that. I like that. Uh, Like, it doesn't matter. It's fine. They're all good. I wonder if he is the most translated author to film. Yeah, that's a good question. I wonder who is. It might be whatever the dude's name is that made James Bond, though. Well, but it's only been one character. Stephen King has, like, crazy worlds and, like, my gosh, the amount of characters that have been produced from his work. I found an article. It's old. It's from 2011. So we're going to have to extrapolate the data. But it's from Slate. I just sent it to you. The most adapted authors... The number one is, unsurprising, William Shakespeare. Oh, dude, totally, yeah, blanked him out. And then, yeah, it's all, it's a bunch of older authors. So, I mean, I don't know if I'd really count any of them. Oh, check out Dickens, mm. Good Girl and Poe. Yeah, check out your dude in number 18, though. It's Stephen King. Wow. Yeah, some of them are not, like, exact translations, I would say. Like, Edgar Allan Poe, Yeah, I would say, is a lot of, you know, feelings and vibes. Whereas, like, a Jules Verne, probably, you know, exact translation it said that this data from this this graph is taken from just looking up imdb writer credits so 831 movies have credited william shakespeare as a writer oh. 320 have credited anton Chekhov as a writer 300 have credited charles dickens as a writer so yeah i think that you're right these are movies that are like taking a bitter pieces you know if they quote something from romeo and juliet does that mean that they have to count that as a writer probably right probably the ones that i would say are true ad- adaptations arthur conan doyle sherlock holmes yeah and brothers Grimm. right yeah those seem right <laughs> but for a modern author i mean 127 writing credits for stephen king back in 2011 so yeah dude he's doing it up i'm surprised that mark twain is uh, below him you got to be a certain kind of person to want to adapt mark twain he's kind of got a vibe speaking of how all movies are good i went on a trip recently mm-hmm. and i was on a very long plane ride it was very very long mm-hmm. it was very long <laughs> How long? It was like 17 hours, 16 hours. Oh, shoot. <laughs> that is long. Too long. And I watched the movies. Mm-hmm. You want to hear my movie reviews? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Let's see. First off, I watched The Accountant with Ben Affleck. Ooh, thoughts? Uh, Good. Okay. I'll accept it. <laughs> Did you see that movie? I liked it a lot. Did you really? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying that it was bad. Let me say this. Let me preface it. So there is a special category... Of movies, right. which me, my brothers, and my father refer to as Tito movies. So it's just movies that my grandpa would just champion that are like light on plot and story, but just heavy on crazy action. Like John Wick, that falls under a Tito movie. So yeah, The Accountant is definitely a Tito movie. So I love it probably more than it should be loved. The Accountant was perfect for a plane. 
you know? Yeah. It was just like people getting shot, things happening, plot moving along, <laughs> pretty scenes. That's perfect for a flight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it was like 13 hours into a flight. So, like, my mental cognition was low. And that movie just did it for me. That movie was like, it's okay. Just turn that brain off for a minute, fam. I got this, you know? <laughs> it was very, very good. And then I watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Uh-huh. Thoughts? Which, you know, I don't think that movie was intended for like a four-inch by five-inch screen. No. On the back seat in front of me, but it, it was fine. And I noticed that probably half the plane was watching it alongside me. So, <laughs> very, very popular. Good movie. I like that movie. Yeah, I liked it a lot, too. People kind of crapped on it. Really? Uh, they're like, oh, it's not as good as the first one. Whatever, man. And I was like, oh, man. And then I went in and I really enjoyed it. That actually, it's funny we bring it up. That movie has been the catalyst for me hating movies before I go in, mm -hmm. like on purpose. Like just, this movie's going to be so bad. Mm -hmm. Seeing it, ah, pleasantly surprised. Because that's so, such a better feeling of being surprised and being you know entertained than like, Having these high hopes. And being overhyped. Yeah. The Suicide Squad method. Ugh. I've been actively trying to poop on movies in my head or psych myself out like, don't don't get your hopes up, Ben. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. They're going to mess up this. They're going to mess up this. They're not going to do what you want. The story's not going to go the way you want it to. Just, you know, give up any any control. And my movie going experience has been so much better. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> that's, that's great. I love it. <laughs> kind of how I felt with both those movies. Mm -hmm. Didn't really expect a lot out of The Accountant, and it delivered on a little bit more. <laughs> and didn't really expect anything out of Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 2, and it delivered actually a lot. I thought it was pretty nice. It was a good movie. Yeah, it was fun. It was sweet. They're, they're the only superhero movies that ever make me, like, tear up a little bit. They always have some sweet scene where yeah. they make you realize that friendship is the true meaning of life after all. And... The real journey was the friends that you gained along the way. Who knew that raccoon was so emotional? That happened, uh, I went and saw that Kong Skull Island. Yeah. And I was like, this is going to be trash, and had a ton of fun. Yeah, that movie seems great. I'm excited for the eventual Godzilla versus Kong movie. That's going to be sick. I am, I am very excited. Did you like Godzilla? Oh, dude, I love Godzilla. Godzilla's by my boy. That's a, that's another one that people be hating on that I had such a great time. Yeah, that movie was great. I don't know what anyone's deal is. That was one of those movies that I was like, I got to get to the theater to see this film because it just looked like it was going to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. That was great in the theater. I, I for real was doing that like for a straight month. Gareth Edwards, though, man. He's moved on to bigger and better things. Star Wars universe. Yeah. Which this uh, this December. A new one? New Star Wars. Yep. Is there a new Star Wars? Forever, right? Every Christmas ever, probably. Is that what's going to happen? So I can just put that on the calendar? Like Star Wars. Yeah. December 10th. Yeah, around that date. Flexible. <laughs> Flexible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's easy. Wasn't there like an anime Godzilla that just came out or something? I thought it was live action, but it was by like the studio Toho or whatever, like the, the original Godzilla people. Did you see that? No. It looked not good. Really? It looked kind of cool. There was like a pretty crazy scene where like he shot lightning out of his back or something. It looked pretty great. I didn't – okay. I'll, I'll be honest with the reason. I don't like the traditional Godzilla design. Yeah, he looks pretty stupid. There's no way around that. Like I thought the new, the newest one did the best job of like that's a real crazy prehistoric creature dinosaur looking monster. No, it was it was very good looking. I liked it a lot. Okay, quick question. Did you like the 90s uh, Matthew Broderick version no. design of Godzilla? No. Not the movie, the design. Uh, it was I mean, it was like Iguana Godzilla, right? Yeah, basically. 
I hated his chin. His chin was huge as heck. Really? And oh, I do kind of remember that. You know what I remember about Godzilla is not the movie, but the like cartoon show. Do you remember that? Yes, yes. They made like a cartoon show on like Fox or something. And I watched and it. And Godzilla was good. I don't really remember what the whole premise of it was. And then uh, there was another show. Do you remember Big Guy and Rusty? Oh, that sounds so familiar. What's that? It's like a big white robot and a, like a little robot, like basically Astro Boy, but all red. Oh, I'm gonna look this up, and I'm gonna remember. I'm gonna have memories, aren't I? Yes, I remember these people. I didn't watch many episodes of this, but I remember it. It looks dope. It was fun. It was weird. I totally dug it. How did we get there from Godzilla? Because it was also on Fox. Okay. <laughs> like it was. <laughs> okay. It was like in the lineup. Yeah. There was a moment, a moment in the '90s where people just thought old looking, old school, big robots were really good. And I'm about that. That can come back at any minute. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of want to see like a big robot movie, but with with uh, fun sensibilities. Yeah, like not Transformers, where there's so many little details and parts that it's hard to like. Like Iron Giant. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you can't take in a silhouette of a Transformer when it's on a city backdrop. Uh, did you hear about a really cool sounding like virtual reality story came out that was about a big robot and you? Oh no. I wonder if the future of movies is going to be a regular, you know, seat, mm-hmm. like movie theater seat, but you're just moving your neck mm-hmm. or you're in like a gyroscopic like type chair yeah. and it directs you towards the action. You can still move your head independently, but it's like, okay, look over here. That's what the director is still doing. Like this is the best angle for the action, but you can still look over here. Totally. Yeah. That, that thing I was talking to you about, I found it. It was Oculus. And I sent you a little picture of like either some concept art or the actual thing. And it was called Lost. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So if anyone has an Oculus Rift and they want to check it out, give Lost a try. And it was by an ex-Pixar alum. It was the dude that did the Pixar short, The Blue Umbrella. Huh. It has a Disney vibe to this concept art. Right. Yeah. And that's what you were just talking about. You know, like where, where are the big robots that aren't scary? We need bring those back. Bring back big, cool robots that like look rad and don't terrify you. For real. They totally ruined uh, Transformers. They did kind of ruin Transformers. Not even like the story, which is still stupid, but like big budget movies. I, I'm not expecting that. But they really it bums me out how detailed and intricate the robot designs are. Did we talk about the last Transformers movie though? I never saw it. Well, did, did you know anything about it? Uh, that like Merlin, uh, basically created the Transformers or some weird <laughs> plot like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. It's like King Arthur and Merlin. Yeah. What's happening? Where who's writing these scripts? And isn't like a famous actor playing Merlin? Isn't it like Anthony Hopkins or something? I'm sure it is. Of course it is. Merlin in Transformers. Stanley Tucci. What? <laughs> you would do that, Stanley Tucci. Of course you would. I like Stanley Tucci though. Yeah, but he just always does the weirdest stuff. Like I don't know if he turns down roles. I feel like he's like, yeah, fine, that's cool. I'll do your weird movie. That's a good point. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Now, I wonder – I mean he's done a a couple big blockbusters. He can't be hurting for money like that bad. Right. So is it like he just loves playing different characters and he truly loves acting and like it's his job? He's making many, many movies a year. I'm looking at his filmography right now. 2017 alone, one, two, three, four, five, five movies in 2017. Wow. Maybe he's just got nothing going on. Maybe he's just like free. He's like, I don't really do dinner plans. I'll just make another movie. Or maybe he doesn't like being idle. Maybe. A lot of actors have other side gigs, and maybe he's just like, nah, I'm about this acting thing. I will be Merlin. It's fine. It's no big deal. <laughs> I didn't have anything else going on. Wait, he was in 
he was in two Transformers movies. You can't do that. Oh yeah, he played a CEO in Age of Extinction. Yeah, that was he in two movies. You know, I remember this. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> People were saying, "Wait, so like, uh, is this guy a descendant of Merlin?" And like the producers were like, "Oh, he was in both." Uh, no, 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 it's not connected. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> they didn't even try to like fix their mistake. You can't do that though. You can't just be in two movies. You have to. Once you're like, what? I, I am so boggled by this. I've never heard of this before. You really don't like this. Dog, you can't just join the same franchise again. Because did his character get killed off or something? No, he just was a jerk. Okay, good. I don't think he was killed off. Good, good, good. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So it's just, he's just two Stanley's two cheese. I feel like he might have been in the first one too. He's <laughs> just uncredited. Maybe that's like the director's trademark is I will have Stanley Tucci in a new role. Every single Transformers movie. So he did movies back to back even. He didn't even space them out. <laughs> yeah. That's even worse than what I thought. That's incredible. Also, that he didn't care. That he didn't care. That he was like, wait, guys, you just cast me in the last one. <laughs> Is that okay with you? They're like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I have things I need to share with you. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so I was abroad. Mm -hmm. I went around the earth and back. Okay. And... I went on a cruise. It was really fun. Went to some places, mostly European countries. And this is a little bit of follow-up. I went to Copenhagen, okay? And you might not remember this, but on our very last episode, we talked about Copenhagen and about how it had the largest star flyer in the world. Remember that? Oh, no. You didn't go on it. And my friend, I went on it. Yeah, I totally did. Yeah. So it's so funny. It was such a strange experience because... I hadn't really put the two together. You know, when we were looking it up, we were just kind of thinking about it in comparison to Orlando. And then I got there and I realized, oh, I totally knew about this park because I had found out about it. It's actually really cool. Tivoli Gardens is the name of this weird theme park in the middle of downtown Copenhagen. Wait, it's in the middle of a city? It's in the middle of the city, like smack dab in the middle of the city. And it's huge. It's like Disneyland. Like Central Park in the middle of the city? Kind of, yeah. It's just like you're walking through and there's hotels and like, you know, like the little shopping district and stuff. And then, oh, there's a theme park right there. Cool. And uh, it was actually the original inspiration for Disneyland. Oh. I guess Walt Disney went and visited it to like learn about how to make a theme park and how to lay it out and stuff. That's what I read, at least. And it's this really beautiful, incredible park that has a lot of history. It's been there for a long time. But at the same time, they very much like updated it and they're always adding new rides and new restaurants and it had a really cool feel of like modern and old at the same time so i bought a bought a ticket and christine and i went on the star flyer and i wouldn't have thought it was very scary but i think you said that you would be afraid of the chain snapping and <laughs> i couldn't really get that out of my mind the entire time that i was on the star flyer <laughs> You're welcome. Because, yeah, I was like, yeah, I think I would just die. I don't, <laughs> I don't think that there's any two ways around <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, man. There's there's no doubting. You would die. It was really crazy. I wish I could have filmed it. Unfortunately, because you are spinning very fast, very high, they make you take everything out of your pockets and put it away, like in a locker. So now that I have done the Copenhagen one, I think you will be required to do the Orlando one whenever that opens. <laughs> No, no, no way. No, I, I actually just had a panic attack. Come on, man. 
It's fine. It's chill. No, it's even taller than the Copenhagen one. <laughs> Get out of here. So I brought you back a gift of a picture. Oh, nice. Well, I brought you back a few gifts of pictures from my cruise. Uh, okay, let's let's start with this, okay? Bro, you didn't see any of these because they were on my cruise ship. <laughs> Check this thing out. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay, so... Tell our listeners what I sent you. So, this is a picture. <laughs> it, okay, so first impression, it looks like a poodle. Yes. But it is a poodle made entirely of... Fruits and vegetables. Not well. Imagine a poodle's, you know, cuddly little head. Okay, now transform it with the snap of a finger into cauliflower. <laughs> In an abomination. <laughs> that cute little poodle's body, his torso, turn it into a pineapple. Mm-hmm. All right, his two front legs, they are squash. <laughs> yeah, no, no back legs. I don't know why. Too much work. Yeah, no, nah, he's just chilling. It's like radishes. Or, like, beets or something for the eyes, like, sliced. Blueberries for, like, the pupil. Super gross. Toothpick through them. Yeah, yeah. A sun-dried tomato for the tongue or something. Mm-hmm. It's And is that a bow tie? Like, a pepper bow tie? This is the weirdest picture. It is so weird. Usually on cruises, they just give you a, you know, napkin folded into an interesting animal. Right. But they went to a whole other level and made you a animal fruit sculpture. They would give you a new weird animal. Sitting at the buffet watching you. And you didn't take a picture of every single one? No. None of them were that terrible until until we got to this point. Then it got pretty pretty freaky. So I needed you to see that because I didn't really know. I'm glad I saw it. Didn't know who to turn to with that information. <laughs> and I'm glad I could turn to you. Uh, the second thing. Okay, we'll send that over now. Okay. So this is in Helsinki. Okay. This photo that I just sent you. And um, basically what happened was you have to take a little bus into town. And this is like right here. So tell me what you see. There's a couple things. This is like a – just a street view. Mm-hmm. And there's like some big signs. Uh, they're all in not the language I speak. But there's a Helsinki computer and game console museum, which that seems awesome. Sounds great. But <laughs> yes. then uh-huh. I look over to the right of the image <laughs> – and there's an undead baby statue yes. just lurking in the corner. Yeah. What do you think about that? Uh, I think what is up with it? What is, uh, what is that? Yeah. So – Please tell me you got a closer look. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. So it's, it's one of those things <laughs> where it's like you, you have to think about how you set up a city, right? And like the first thing that people <laughs> see when they come into a city. And we were, we were just talking about this at the Denver airport and like in – in Denver, they did a bad job because Horrible. you go to the airport Horrible. and you're terrified and you've been inducted into a ritual that <laughs> no man should have been inducted into. Yeah. When you fly into Tampa, you see a poster for Bush Gardens and like some aquariums and like go to the beach signs. Like that seems pretty normal. That's like what you pretty see standard. when you go to a city. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, Helsinki, I guess, thought no, that <laughs> they needed to – they needed to step up their game. So this statue is called Bad Bad Boy, and I sent you the link to oh it. Oh, my so you can gosh. See. It looks even worse. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's really. Oh, scary. my God. Oh, no. Oh, it got worse. <laughs> yeah. I could. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so my original photo had obscured what he was doing. He looked just kind of like he was hiding, but I can assure you that he's not hiding. Oh, my gosh. This is the creepiest. I know. He's completely naked, this little 
child, mm-hmm. and he's peeing mm-hmm. into the water. Forever. Oh, wait. He's not even peeing in the ocean. He's peeing just on, like, concrete, like in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They made him his own little special designated spot to, to do his thing. If you, uh, if you scroll through the photo gallery that I sent you, there is a photo that's taken directly up. Which is the most oh, no. <laughs> disquieting no, of all. Oh, no. That's horrible. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> that underneath shot is horrifying. <laughs> that underneath shot should be banned. Like, the internet should... If net neutrality means that this photo is online, then I'm no longer for <laughs> net neutrality. I want whatever censorship gets that photo offline forever because it's horrifying. Oh, my gosh. This is a horrible statue. Yeah, it's really, really quite frightening and there's nothing else i really have to say about it except that i had to see it and now you have to see it uh okay you might have seen this i feel like i posted this somewhere um but i just think that it's worth mentioning because i'm still weirded out by it bring on the weird can't be weirder than the first two no yeah that that one is that's about as weird as it can possibly get so we're good so uh on the cruise ship i did make use of the gym and on every treadmill was this screen. Techno Gym, Wikipedia, and Twitter. <laughs> yeah. So are those apps? I guess. <laughs> I guess you could... I just never thought that that was something that anyone had a desire to do. I've never thought to browse Wikipedia from my treadmill. I mean, but like, think about it. It might actually be low-key like the smartest move ever. <laughs> because, you know, what do you do on Wikipedia? You just mindlessly... You know, just like reading articles and like links from there and just getting into this deeper hole of knowledge. Yeah. So, you know, when you're running, you kind of want to pass the time and zone out. Maybe it's smart. Maybe they're geniuses. Maybe they are geniuses. Uh, maybe whoever is Wikipediaing and running is just getting their knowledge on, and I shouldn't be judging them. <laughs> maybe we're doing life wrong, bro. I will note that this was on a cruise ship that had no internet. So <laughs> I could not use these features. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait what? So then, okay, that's a sa- that's a tragedy in and of itself. But why would they tease you with something you can't use? It also had a it had a it had an inbox, like an email inbox. What? Just for that treadmill. Okay, never mind. I take it back. They're not geniuses. This is weird. Okay, last thing. This is a gift I bring to you from Saint Petersburg, Russia. Oh, sweet, sweet. And in Europe, there's no such thing as a free bathroom. So every once in a while, I'd have to go into a weird store to, like, buy a soda or a water bottle. And I did that in this strange little place. And I came across this rack of gum. And I needed you to see this rack of gum. Okay, so I'm just going to go down the list of these gums. Yes, please. Okay, so first, uh, top corner, we have bubblegum melons. Yeah, so far, so good. Then we have Coca-Cola bottles. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Coca-Cola, people like that. Yeah. Then they have zombie. Uh, you know, probably not the most appetizing looking, but, you know, still would eat it. Pretty creepy. Got like a very, very 3D zombie. Yeah, yeah. All the imagery on these things are very cartoonish. And then that's the one that's like, this is a real zombie. Yes, for real. Uh, there is banana split. There is destroyer. What is, I, so I'm guessing it's hot. I guess. Liquid lava filled. Huh. <laughs> Burn your mouth. There is... Panna Fragola. Yeah, I don't know what this one is. Huh. I can't really tell what's going on. It's bubblegum flavored bubblegum. <laughs> it looks like it has like a happy bubblegum with eyes, and then his, his head is just broken open. There's some stuff coming out of that head, and he looks he looks okay with it. Yeah, he, he's like very happy. He's like, I'm dying, yeah. but it's okay. 
(laughs) (laughs) Then you have below that, you have Boom Vampire Gum. Yes. Which, what, okay. (laughs) What flavor is vampire flavor? What flavor is vampire flavor? What flavor is Boom Vampire? What is vampire flavor? (laughs) I don't know. I need to know what the base vampire flavor is before I (laughs) analyze the Boom part. I don't know. Blood? Cherry? Dark? Because then right next to it, there's just classic Boom. Oh, yeah, you're right. There's boom and boom vampire. Oh no! And then uh, this one's weird. Yep. Okay. Here we go. This is this is this is why I brought you here, Ben. This is this is the the descriptor. Oh gosh. That I needed the world to understand. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So if you thought vampires were a weird taste, oh. uh, they have Toro balls. Mm-hmm. Okay. Toro. It's bull. They got a picture of a bull. Yeah. But rather than like going with the angle of like. Bulls are angry, and so it's maybe hot, and it makes you angry. No. They straight up went for the literal. Yes. Uh, and the bull is facing away from the camera, if this were a photo. All right. And he is presenting his rear. Yes. Revealing his undercarriage, and uh, that is the candy. And, in fact, the candy is red inside. Yeah, it's full. It's a freaking bloody piece of bubble gum. I do not like this this bubble gum. So it sounds disgusting. The image is not doing it any favors. No. But all that being said, I do want to try it. <laughs> it says extra sour. That's gross. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, why? I don't know, man. Europeans, guys. I don't know. If, if we have any European fans. Tell us. Please uh, drop, us, drop us a line. To hit us up. I need to understand Bad Bad Boy, and I need to understand Toro Balls. And also, maybe if you could explain the poodle. I've moved past Bad Bad Boy and the poodle. Toro Balls is the new mystery that I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> yeah. So one, I want to know, what do they taste like? Okay. Compare them to uh, uh, an American product. Mm-hmm. Two, are they uh, generally liked? among europeans like or are they like no that's the the black licorice no one likes it but they still make it right and then also if you have any information on the backstory of why they chose bull balls to you know sell this candy and thought it was like good they were like yes yeah exactly what i want that's so weird i'm 100 percent here for this yeah i will let you know that it seems like zombie is the most popular there's not a lot of those left Got anything to transition us out of this? I do. Okay. So it's funny that you your stories uh-huh. happen to you directly. Right. And I have a story that impacted my my own life. Okay. I uh as you know, I live in Florida. Right. And we recently just had a hurricane come through. Right. And uh you know, I was checking on Facebook, seeing like family members and other people in, in the area, like, oh, we're safe or this or that. And I came across this video. So if you watched any of the coverage, they had, you know, uh, city officials, you know, saying uh, emergency operations and like, and protocol and procedures. Hey, if you need protection, go to this shelter or whatever, yada, yada. And they had a, a sign language interpreter in all these videos. But one guy apparently was not truthful with his sign languaging okay and this is from manatee county bro did you see this all right good morning everyone and welcome to the public safety center as the emergency operations center the person that posted this video i added captions to show you what the sign language interpreter was actually signing a sad situation for deaf people in manatee county this is not good 
Today, we have been given the news that Hurricane Irma's track has shifted towards Manatee County, which increases our vulnerability to rain, storm surge, and heavy winds. Hurricane Nima, give plan, reduce me. Based on that news, we have issued a mandatory evacuation for the Level A Hurricane Evacuation Zones. Uh-huh. On that news, test evacuate. Those are generally on our bodies of water, on the Gulf of Mexico, Mixapre. the islands, low-lying areas, and all mobile homes and manufactured homes within the county. They said low-lying areas, and he said water, insurance, settle, gesticulation. We have opened additional shelters, which will be ready and issued to you guys as a list after this conference. Here one shelter. <laughs> and your children make sure that you have all their belongings that they absolutely need to have that they sleep with. He says one baby, child want, don't, one need. <laughs> wow. How did – what happened? That's – yeah, this this guy, I feel like he was not prepared for this moment. He, he had to have been just like, hey, anyone do it? Uh, uh, again, let me just reiterate. We don't always get the, the – we're not always fortunate enough to have these stories be in our, you know, actual circle of life. Yeah. And uh, this is one of those fine moments where, wow. Can I show you another really publicly inept person trying to help the public? Do it. Let's see it. Bro, did you see this? Found a good YouTube video called The Worst Firefighter Ever. <laughs> I just need you to, I just need you to give it a watch. Hundreds watch a fire safety exhibition. First demonstration doesn't go so well. The extinguisher seems to spread the flames better than it douses them. Oh no. Nobody gets hurt. So this guy is doing a demonstration and he goes to extinguish extinguish the fire that he has started. <laughs> he just kind of spreads it around. He literally he might as well have been shooting gas at it because it oh my gosh. <laughs> And then he tried to light up something else as an example. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> so I'm guessing he put out that initial fire ex example uh -huh. demonstration. Yeah. And then he laid up. Oh my goodness! He made like a little pyre, a little campfire. Dumped it in gasoline. And he lit it, and it caught, and he caught on fire. <laughs> And then he, you know, was trying to escape, and he flailed his arms and spread fire onto the <laughs> bystanders and literally caught a reporter on fire. Yes, that is good. Incredibly, no one seriously hurt. Sign language guy's not doing so bad at this point, huh? <laughs> I can't. He literally just lit a guy on fire. <laughs> just peaced out. He just walked away. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But then no, one, no one's upset. No one's freaking out. Yeah, they're like, uh, it's, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> uh, you, you live, you die, you burn. Tomato, tomato, it happens. <laughs> okay. Bro, did you see this? Apparently, there's such a thing as blade sports where you just go around and make a huge mess with a machete. I've seen this, but I haven't seen this one. Okay, I'm excited. I'm, I want to see what blade sports means for this. Okay, so it's big old dude. I mean, big old dude. Big old dude. With a machete in his hand. Chop, chop. Whoa, okay, so he's just chopping away at some wood. Okay, he just kind of got halfway through. Then he went somewhere else, chopped something I couldn't tell. Went to a rope, chopped the bottom of that off. Ooh, he passed a Blade Sports logo. Looked like he just, like, s sliced a tomato in half. I don't know what that was, though. Then, oh my, tennis ball that was coming flying down. 
Got that right in half. Next rope, chopped. <laughs> Next table, chopped. Two Coke cans, you know what? Chopped. Okay, that was the most. So this is a thing? Have you? Do you know anything about this? I know nothing about it except I saw this in my timeline. And I was like, no. No. <laughs> but I guess it's a thing. So here's the weird thing, right? Is that when you look at that video, it doesn't really look that incredible. They're just kind of chopping some stuff and not even like particularly well. But I guess the concept is it's sort of like a dog show where you have to like do a bunch of different stuff. Is that the vibe? I'm guessing I'm guessing it's it's a mixture of things. Speed, uh-huh. uh, how sharp your blade is, uh-huh. precision, power. Because like he, there's that one where like the tennis ball rolls down and he like triggers it. That's got to be like a precision thing. Yeah. Then there's one for a rope a rope cut. So I'm sure they're going to, you know, measure how like cleanly it cut through the rope. Then there's one of like two Coke cans, two beer cans stacked on each other. It's probably, you know, the strength of it. I'm sure they're measuring on a couple scales. Yeah, I think that that guy is like a world champion. Yeah, world champion, which to me, I'm not super impressed by what he's doing. But I think. Oh, also, he did make that knife himself, which is kind of rad. Oh, that's pretty sweet then. That's pretty cool that he made his own knife. Speaking of weird sports, have you paid attention to drone racing? No, but I'm sure this is going to be way cooler than knife cutting. Uh, no, it's blade sports. Please correct yourself. Blade sports. <laughs> uh, actually, it's blade sports. Yeah, people are starting to get into drone racing, and it's becoming like a real thing, I guess. I think it might have even been on ESPN, funny enough. And recently, one of the big ones was done in a quote-unquote dead mall. Like a mall that had been abandoned. And it looks kind of cool. Oh, this is... I'm sure they've shot a couple music videos here. I feel like I've seen this before. Probably. But, ah, oh, that's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the pictures... Oh, man. You can see that they, like... I guess the way that drone racing works is... It's kind of like a like a bad video game. That you have to, like, go through the rings. You have to go through checkpoints. <laughs> yeah, checkpoint system. Oh, gosh. I, ha- I hated those levels. I hated those levels. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, you know what you love? This platformer. You know what you hate? This time trial. But if you look, you can see there's actually some pretty cool shots where it's like weird, post-apocalyptic looking hallways that have the big green checkpoints at the end and stuff. And they have like these cool looking mounts where they put all the drones. And Wow, this is really interesting. All the drones are kind of cool looking. Yeah, this is so cool. I guess like drone companies sponsor them. So this one was sponsored by a drone company called DRL. So everyone has the same drone, but each of them have these crazy different LED lights. It literally is like a video game. We have like green racer and blue racer and yellow racer. And they're all just going for it. Wow. How, how hard it must be to like train and get this good at flying drones. If you never crash, you're not racing hard enough. That's right. Wait, so what happens when you crash? You just have to, like, send another one out? No, that's it. That's it for you. (laughs) Or you lose the race? Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. I actually do have something that's slightly on topic of drones that I'd like to talk about, which is this. And I would say, bro, did you see this? But I I imagine that you did. It's BFR, Elon Musk's latest announcement. Okay. So you're going to be happy to hear that I didn't. I haven't seen it. You didn't see this? Any of it. Okay. So you understand, you know, the whole thing that he's been working on rockets that can not only take off, but they can land themselves and then be used again. Because as of right now, whenever a rocket takes off, you basically, it's a one-use rocket. And he wants to make rockets capable of being consistently used time and time again. And he thought, you know what? 
we got some uses for these rockets here on good old Earth. And he made this video mocking up what an Earth-to-Earth -earth rocket could look like, and you'll see what that means. See, okay, I heard about the initial story that he wants to shoot rockets off. Mm -hmm. I did not hear any of the other details, mm -hmm. and I obviously have not seen this video. And already I'm sold. Yeah. It's weird, though, that you would take a platform out to the, the rocket. A bunch of people get on a boat, go out to the platform the rocket's on, get on the rocket. The rocket goes into outer space, and then you can see what it says. Oh. Bangkok to Dubai, 27 minutes. Tokyo to Singapore, 28 minutes. Oh, my gosh. Anywhere on Earth in under an hour. Wow. That's his vision. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's a really crazy concept that maybe one day we'll be able to go across the country. You know, as someone who just got off a 20-hour flight, I sure would have loved that to have been a one-hour flight. That would be pretty sweet. That is pretty sweet. Well, speaking of Elon Musk, we never talked about, since you talk about rockets, mm -hmm. his first look at the SpaceX spacesuit. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, pretty sweet. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it looks like a good suit. And I'm pretty critical of like real world application on things like this. I'm down. Mm -hmm. I would wear that in that, you know, London to Tokyo <laughs> rocket ship. <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. Get me in. Get me in that suit and get me over to Dubai. Stat. Stat. Yeah. But I mean, isn't that weird? It just is weird. It's like these are those little things that are changing the world that that might change the world by the time that the next generation comes about and comes of age is that's just a, a funny concept. You know, one day it might be like, wait, it took you how long to get across the, you know, to go to Australia? Like some kid is like used to going and visiting their friend. In Australia on the weekends. It's going to be... And they're like, yeah. what? You couldn't ever go? It's going to be the equivalent of, you know how we make jokes on the Oregon Trail? Like, I think right. even Louis C.K. has a bit where he's like, when you started on a journey across the country, you were a different group by the time you landed. People had died. <laughs> right. You have remarried. You've had 10 children by then. Like, you're a different group. Um, yeah, and it's going to be like that. They're, they're going to laugh at, wait, you had to get on a plane? You had to drive your car? We can just teleport. Yeah. Right, exactly. This is this is definitely one step closer to teleporting than we have right now. Yeah. Jeez. Pretty crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, I like that. I dig it. I'm not going to be the first one on it. That's definitely one of those ideas that I want to be tested out like a million times before I even think about, you know. You don't have to be on the first flight. Well, not even like the first flight. I'm saying I'm saying like when it becomes commercial and like mm -hmm. standard, I still would probably wait a little bit. Oh, cool. So you won't even get on the hundredth flight. So like if this is the first generation of rocket and second generation is for commercial use, I'll get on the third generation of rocket. Good, good. Okay, cool. <laughs> I need a, at least an iPhone 4, 4S, you know? All right. I'll be jet setting around. Don't worry. I'll go places for you. You tell me how, how safe it is. I'll go to Tivoli and get on the Starflyer. I'll get on a rocket to go to Divoli to get on the Star Flyers before you get on anything. Ugh. It's all good. Star Flyers, the worst.